Welcome to the Storytellers Lab podcast, where everyday women share stories of God's love. I'm Robin, and I'm here with Katie and Lindy, and today we are bringing you a story from a friend of mine, gosh, all the way back to college, Ashley McMakin, and I think we could talk about her all day long. Well, it's funny because I know you you call her Ashley McMakin. I just call her Ashley Mack <laughs> because um, if you are from the Birmingham area, you have heard of Ashley Mack. It is a restaurant and catering business here that has, oh my gosh, we could go, we, we've talked about all of our different favorite restaurants. <laughs> before we ever even started recording. But the interesting thing that I loved hearing about Ashley's story is not only how she grew her business, but how God had a different plan for her life than she did. And you're going to hear all about that in her story. And before we jump into her story, I want to tell you a little bit about Patreon because we're going to have a follow-up story with Ashley. Usually Katie does those, but I had the honor and you're going to hear me mess up. It's amazing. (laughs) You're going to hear my kids enter the bedroom while I was recording, Uh, but such is the life. But Ash, so we're going to do a follow-up story with Ashley on this thing called Patreon. You hear us talk about it all the time. But I bet 90% of you don't know what it is. Patreon is a website where you can go and join and you pay either $5 or $10 a month and it helps support our ministry. That money goes directly to us. It helps us pay our bills. It helps us pay an editor. It helps us do all the things that it takes to have this podcast every week. And in return, you get bonus episodes like the story within the story with Ashley, where we hear her story and we dig in a little deeper behind the scenes. You get an amazing Bible study every month that Katie writes that goes alongside one of our stories. You get um, bonus stories. And so you get that every single month by joining Patreon. So we have a link in our show notes right below. So you can scroll down and click that link or you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash STL community. And all you do is join And then on our Instagram page, it can show you how to listen. You get emails every week when we post something new on Patreon and you can click from there or you can listen straight through your little purple podcast app. If you have an Apple phone, if you have an iPhone, if you have Apple, you can use your purple app or anything else. You can have it directly streamed into your podcast feed. And so go to our Instagram page at Storytellers Lab Podcast for more information on that. And here is Ashley's story. Um, Like they said, I'm Ashley McMakin, and I'm really excited to get to share a part of my story today that honestly, I don't think I've ever shared in this much detail before, Um, and just how the Lord um, called me to a different career path and honestly, life path than I thought I would have. So a little bit of background, um, I went to, I graduated from Broward, from Birmingham, and then I went to the University of Alabama. Honestly, this sounds so silly, but I'm like, I think I kind of went there for my MRS degree. I'm like, was my mom got married at 19 and mom, I have three siblings, I'm one of four, huge family. My mom stayed home with us. So just in my vision, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go to college. And I briefly, very briefly played soccer at Alabama. And so that was kind of part of why I went there too. Let's just sorority. And then I was like, oh, hopefully I'll meet my husband here. And so far the plan ended up fitting. I met my husband my junior year or now husband. And we dated for a little while. And then I actually um, lived in China with Campus Crusade for a year after college. And then we got married when I was 23. And just to kind of back up and um, set up a little more um, a verse that the Lord, just looking back at our story and has laid on my heart is Proverbs 16, 9. And it says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. And then there's another similar one, Proverbs 19, 21, that says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And so I am a big planner. I don't know about y'all, and a lot of moms are. 
but early on, even like I said, in college, I kind of was like, okay, you know, I'm going to kind of follow the path that my mom did. You know, she got married young and then had babies and stayed home and, you know, did all the things. And so that I thought I wanted and got married at 23 and loved to cook, grew up in a home, um, big, like I said, big um, Southern family. Food was a big part of what we did. And so I was in the kitchen with my mom a lot. And even in high school and college would like cook for friends and kind of thought, you know, I might want to major in um, hotel restaurant management at Alabama, but I ended up getting just a business degree in marketing and advertising and kind of thought my dad kind of encouraged me to do that. He was in the business school at Alabama and just thought that's something more general because I don't really know what I want to do. So anyway, fast forward, moved to China for a year. And then, like I said, we got married right when I got back and then I looked into going to culinary school. And I remember sitting, um, at my computer and kind of like looking it up and talking to Andy about it. We were like, we are, we don't even have any, we are, we're broke. He's like, you need to get a job, you know? And so, so I was like, okay. I've, like I said, that was a quick kind of fleeting thing that happened looking into going to culinary school. And then I got a job at Martin advertising. And when I was there, I met a girl that actually went to church with me too, loved to cook. And so we kind of started talking one day and we're just decided we wanted to kind of compile our recipes together and we made this little cookbook. And then it, once again, just kind of like, this is fun to do, you know, little hobby. We're newlyweds. We're like in that stage, we're like cooking dinner every night's fun, which, you know, is not once you have a million goods and all the activities. And anyway, so we um, said, you know, let's just start a little business. Um, several of my friends that um, one of my best friends is a drug rep and she encouraged me. She was like, um, you know, you should make stuff like make your chicken salad. Let me take it to my doctor's office. And I was like, are you sure? You know, and then my uncle and several other, I had catered some when we were engaged um, for my grandmother and like family members. But once again, this is not even business, you know, just for fun. And so this friend um, at work, we were like, let's just go ahead and kind of start a little business. And so it was called a taste of Birmingham. And we made like homemade little cards, business cards, I made up a little menu, which I still have, you know, found the other day. I'm like, this is hilarious. Anyway, we just kind of started putting our name out there to different people. And after about a couple months, we were going home at night, working full time, going home at night, cooking till like midnight. The next day would go to work at 8 a.m., would leave on our lunch break and like deliver. We were doing some corporate, like a lot of corporate office, you know, lunches, that type of thing. Kind of the straw that broke the camel's back after a few months of doing this. I got, um, we got back from um, delivering a catering meal to our office and we got called into the boss's office and, um, you know, they, they were like, you know, I know y'all started this business and we're happy for y'all, but y'all were gone for two and a half hours at lunch and, um, you know, you can't do that. And so of course now as an employer, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I did that. You know, <laughs> basically, you know, she was like, you know, y'all can't do that anymore. You probably, you know, just need to decide which of these you want to do. <laughs> we ended up, I ended up leaving the advertising job and deciding like, let's just kind of try this out. And my husband was very encouraging. And, you know, I think some people thought we were probably crazy because it's like, you know, we're newlyweds. We had two, my husband's an accountant. So he had a good job, but still it's like leaving to kind of go see if you can make it basically. And, but it was very much, like I said, it's still a hobby. And I ended up doing that for about a year. And then my partner at the time with the Taste of Birmingham, she got pregnant. And so she um, was like, I'll do this till I have the baby. And then I'm, you know, probably not going to do it anymore. And I was like, okay. And so I remember um, when she had her baby kind of thinking, well, do I keep doing it? I don't want to do it by myself. I don't know. And, and it had picked up to where I was catering. We were catering a meal almost every day. Um, I have no idea what, what we made, but I mean, it was probably like a few thousand dollars in a year. You know, it wasn't much. So I decided, you know, I guess I'll keep going. And my husband, like I said, was encouraging. It was like, 
people love your food, you know, you sure you just want to like stop doing it, you know? And so I was like, okay. And um, I was like, well, I'll just do it until we get pregnant, you know? And so I am about um, 25 at the time and decide, um, okay, we'll just kind of keep up this hobby and, you know, Lord willing, we'll get pregnant. A year or so passes and, you know, not getting pregnant. And I'm still, once again, I'm young. I'm like, oh, it's fine. Well, then we kind of started thinking something might be wrong. And so we went to the fertility specialist. And at that point in our story is when I think it got really hard when I realized there was, you know, we were having some issues and, you know, would I ever be able to get pregnant? And all along, still continuing the catering and just kind of thinking, you know, I enjoyed it, kind of thinking, okay, once if I can finally get pregnant, then I'll stay home and kind of have my dream job of being a mom. And as we continued to grow, we kind of, the Lord really just continued to provide to say that your next step is to keep doing this business, basically. And so my husband ended up, the first kind of step of that was he left his job at an accounting firm, had a good job, and everyone thought we were crazy. I know our parents and friends were like, what are y'all doing? And because at this point, like I said, Ashley Max was still very small. And we had just kind of changed the name to Ashley Max because we found a little store in Bluff Park. And it was just going to be like my catering kitchen. And he was basically like, I'm going to help you do this business or you help me do this business until kind of we can get to like the next level to where like a bridge to whatever else he would want to do. He's very entrepreneurial and he didn't like very smart, loved accounting and finance, but didn't want to be like an accountant's office basically. And so he was kind of thinking, what do I want to do? And he was doing some contract work for people and different things. And so basically he kind of made a deal with me. I'm like, okay, like, you know, people love your um, cooking and, you know, let's just kind of keep this going until we find what, you know, God wants us to do next. Anyway, like I said, along the way, the Lord, just every time we kind of thought, oh, like, do we really want to keep doing this? You know, God would provide. And so he um, provided our first employee was actually before we went to this park location, but her name is Juana. And we had like, I remember I was catering a meal actually for Lifeline Adoption Agency, um, which I can tell that story later, but we have a little girl um, got through Lifeline and it was for 50 people. I'll never forget. It was poppy seed chicken in my tiny Homewood kitchen. So like an apartment size kitchen. And I pull out and I'm like exhausted at this point. It's just, you know, business is picking up, but I'm doing it's like a one-man show you know and I'm blessed Andy he's really good at like doing the books but he can't cook and so I like was doing everything you know like going to do all the shopping and the cooking and taking the orders and talking to the clients you know all the things I pulled out this poppy seed chicken to go deliver it and it started spilling it was like a casserole and so it started spilling like all over my oven and I like burst into tears and I'm like I can't do this anymore and I mean I remember just and then Andy, of course, he's like feeling bad that it's like he kind of encouraged me to keep going with this gig, you know. Anyway, we did the the event went off fine and we did it. But then it was that next week that we met our new neighbor below us and she had just gotten married to a guy that lived below us. And so we went down there to meet her. And the first thing Andy says to her is, you just moved here from Florida. And she's like, yeah. And um, he's like, are you going to look for a job? And she was like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, do you like to cook? And she said, I do like to cook. And he's like, you're hired. And so we literally hired her on the spot. She would come upstairs in my apartment in Homewood and cook with me. And, um, yeah, I like, she was kind of like me that had grew up cooking. So she knew the basics, you know, but I remember very vividly showing her like how to, you know, these are the cakes I make. And these are, she had never really baked much too. So I remember showing her all that. And then, you know, these are my recipes that, you know, chicken salad and different things. And so, and she didn't drive. And so she would walk up 
and we would go to um, Sam's together, and then we would come back. And so it, when I finally moved out of our house to Bluff Park, literally, she would ride with me every morning. We would go up there and go to work together. And so she was my first employee, and 16 years later, she still works with us. And so it's like a huge blessing. But so she was kind of the first, okay, the Lord, you know, this is what you need to keep doing, you know. And so we kind of were like, okay, I was kind of wanting to quit, but God now provided this employee. So we'll continue on and kind of see what happens next. Then, like I mentioned, we go to Bluff Park and then those first few years in Bluff Park, we opened that in 2007. And so that was just a couple years after I'd started it out of my house. And up there, you know, that was kind of when I had to obviously hire more people because we were growing and an article came out in the paper back when people read the newspaper, which was not that long ago. <laughs> I'm like, my kids don't even know what a newspaper is. But um, strawberry cake was on the front page of the food section which was like a big deal back then. And we started getting all these calls and just people, you know, more people finding out about it. And it was fun and like exhilarating, you know, to a certain degree. And just, you know, I did love, um, loved cooking and then loved being able to kind of continue to grow um, my hobby and my talents in that area. And then we started hiring more people. So we probably had about seven employees. I got this at this time. And this is also when, once again, we're still struggling through all the fertility and so I'm going to work and kind of hiding behind, you know, hiding all the, what I'm struggling. I mean, obviously I'm like the boss and, you know, these people are employees. And so Juana, of course, that had been with us a long time, I was able to share some stuff with, but most people just didn't know. And it was, um, you know, I just remember lots of tears and like going back and forth to appointments and I'm um, just kind of wondering like, what is the Lord doing, you know? And I vividly remember thinking, um, you know, just friends and family and different people um, and even outsiders, customers being like, oh my gosh, you're so young and have this like amazing business. This is like so cool. So many people would want to do this. And I remember like telling my husband, like, this is so, but that's not what I want. It felt like the Lord was like giving me something that a lot of people might want to do. And it wasn't that I was miserable doing it. It was just that being a mom was still something I really, really desired. And he was not taking that desire away at all. It, in fact, it was only growing the more I wasn't getting pregnant. I just remember really just wrestling with the Lord and thinking, you know, I mean, I remember saying to God, like, why are you giving something I don't really care that much about, you know, this career business that you're calling me to, and I really want to be a mom. So like, kind of that disconnect, I guess, in my heart for like what I wanted and what the Lord was giving me. The business, like I said, continued to grow. And then we um, actually had started filling out adoption papers with Lifeline and kind of, like I said, I'd spent a year in China and I'd always had a heart for that. And so I kind of finally was like, maybe the Lord's just calling us to adopt, which had always kind of been in the back of my mind anyway. So it wasn't a that wasn't like, didn't feel like a huge deal to me, but I also really wanted to be pregnant and wanted biological kids. Anyway, we started filling out papers and then we were still going through fertility treatments. And we basically, uh, my husband and I were praying and we're just like, we've been over a year at the fertility specialist. And we're like, this is kind of our last straw. Like, you know, we certain meds and all the you know, procedures we were doing. We said, if this doesn't work this time, like we're going to just see that as a sign from the Lord. That last time we got pregnant, with our first son, um, Ryder, who's now 11. And so um, that was in 2000. He was born in 2009. And 
Um, it was just a sweet blessing, of course, especially um, for those I know many listening have probably been through infertility. And it's just, you know, when it's something you long and struggle for for so long, I, it does just have this sweet sense of like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful, you know, for this. Because I there was a long time when I didn't think I would ever have it, you know. During that uh, year, we also... <laughs> opened a store in Cobble Heights. And that was our first. Um, so in uh, Bluff Park, I was just catering out of this location. And then a lot of our clients, um, customers, my early customers would come in Bluff Park and want me to um, make like smaller portions for like their family. So they'd be like, oh, I'm coming to pick up the meal to take to the office. But, you know, can I just get some containers of chicken salad for like my house? And so we started kind of seeing this demand. And so at Bluff Park, we had a tiny little um, fridge that had like six quarts of chicken salad in it. And like, I would make it and it would take me hours. And I would just like pray, like, please, Lord, like, let those sell, you know, like, let those little containers sell. And then same thing with like our casseroles, like our poppy seed chicken and our biscuits, lots of things, most of them still on the menu. I would just make small portions and little um, containers and put them up front. All that to say is when we moved to Cabo Heights, we had this catering kitchen in Bluff Park. The, uh, what we call now our gourmet to go, the small little stuff. And so when we moved to Cava Heights, I was really just wanting a pickup location basically in another side of town because we had a lot of customers from over there and also a bigger catering kitchen and multiple ones. Now we'd have two and then just a big storefront for the gourmet to go. So this is in 2010, the year um, right after Ryder was born and we found this location and uh, we got, walk in, I had just signed the lease and there's like a big um, area up front with like tables because it had been a restaurant previously. And so my husband was like, well, what are we going to do with like all this space up front? Like, you know, well, why don't we just serve your, your food up front? And I was like, that's a restaurant and I don't want to own a restaurant. I've never worked in a restaurant and no, like, let's not do that. You know, really thought it was crazy. I was like, at this point, He's just very, he's persistent and very, he has a vision for something. And he's like, why would you not do that? Like everyone wants to eat your food. You know, we, you're making it in the back. Why would you not put it up front and sell it? You know, also the accountant brain. It's like, why wouldn't you like, you know, try to make some more money anyway. So that was our Cobbites location was our first one. That was the um, cafe catering and gourmet to go. So it had all three of those, like our business line as some of you know it today. We just, um, that was kind of our, our first big you know, go of this, this new business concept. And so at that time, I'd also been able to take a little bit of a backseat um, with Ashley Max, because we probably had about 24 employees at this time, my husband is doing this full time, we're still kind of in that phase of, you know, he's like, maybe I'll either go back to accounting or do, um, you know, other things, we're going to hire people to run this. Because um, once again, I was like, not wanting the restaurant owner life, you know, <laughs> and neither of us really did. We're like people that own restaurants, they live there, they work 14 hours a day. Like, how could we possibly, you know, start a family, especially the way we did with so much struggle, you know, not knowing what the next, when would we ha have more kids and would we have to go through all that again? I just remember thinking, you know, okay, we're going to invest in really good people and we're going to trust them basically to run the stores for us. So, I mean, once again, very, very challenging to find good, good employees and good staff but we were able to find some really good people. I was still very involved at this time when Ryder was, you know, six months, one years old um, in the menu and in, you know, different parts of operations. But we did have a chef and um, several sous chefs and, you know, a um, front of house manager and different things where I really could do like a lot of the upper level things and not have to be there all the time. And so I was like, okay, like maybe this is working out, you know, we'll see what happens. 
anyway, keep going to, um, another year or so down the um, road and we're thinking, okay, you know, we want to have another child. Um, gosh, is this going to be a struggle again? Or do we need to, you know, are we going to be adopting or kind of what's going to happen? And so we ended up um, going back to the fertility specialist and in 2012 had our second child, Jackson. And we um, got pregnant quickly that time with kind of what worked the time before. And so it ended up not being, you know, we were so grateful that it wasn't a struggle like it was the first time. And during that time, we like seemed to like have kids and new stores the same years. And <laughs> during that time, my husband once again found another store down 280, which is our Inverness location. And I remember when he called me, he was like, I found this place on Valleydale, you know, and I was like, oh my God, another one? Like, can we stop? You know, like, why do we have to keep putting these stores in? And so he's like, well, we did it once. Like we did all the hard work, like, you know, your menu and your, um, brand still small at this time, but it's like, you're kind of building a name for yourself. And, you know, why would we not like do another one? And I was like, because it's a lot of work. I don't know. Like, you know, anyway, but he, like I said, is just, um, the visionary and was like, you know, let's just, you know, see if we can replicate what we did in Cabo Heights and Inverness. And so Inverness opened in 2013. And of course he was right. And, you know, it was successful. And still at this time, so I'm home with two small kids home part-time. They went to Mother's Day out at Mountain Brook Community and I was able to, um, you know, work very part-time 20, 25 hours a week. But once again, owning a business, I mean, I, I probably worked a lot more than that, but as far as being there, you know, and so it was just sweet season of being able to stay home part-time with my boys and really feel like I was able to invest in them and be with them as much as I was able to. But then also kind of started seeing my other friends with small children, maybe looking at me and being like, that's so great. You have an outlet, like to go do something else, you know? And so, and I would have never even thought I wanted something else, you know, before I was like, Oh, I want to be, you know, a mom and stay home. And I just thought that's what was in me. And so over time, I think I really started seeing so many things about Ashley Max that the Lord gave us that I was gifted at and that I enjoyed that I had no idea like that I was in me, you know? And so I think just seeing the Lord's kindness and goodness to me and that he knows me more intimately than I know myself. And, you know, I always think of Psalm 139. I remember memorizing that in college and just that he knows, you know, our inmost parts and he knows our, you know, every thought and our coming in and our lying down. And, um, and just that the thought that he loved me so much that he, you know, his plan was so much, so much better than I had in my head of, you know, what I thought it um, should be like. And even down to details of, you know, what it takes to run a business is a lot. <laughs> and, and there's a lot of things I'm not good at, for sure. And that's why we have really great people. But just so many aspects of it that I was like, wow, this is like, I love this. Like, you know, leadership development is something I spend a lot of time on now. And just like, what does it mean to be a good leader? And just the culture that we've been able to created Ashley Max that is different than a lot of organizations and restaurants, um, just a culture of grace and of treating people with um, dignity and respect. And especially from um, in the restaurant industry, like so many different backgrounds and just all the, uh, the, the things that come along with it, that um, with running a business that I did not know I would love or um, things that I might not love, but that I feel like the Lord's given me the ability to do it, you know, that has been just, you know, I think a really neat thing to see how he, um, his plans are so much greater than my own and just how he 
continues to, you know, grow me and him in ways that I wouldn't have had it been my own story, you know, because he's, I put me out there in a lot of ways with, you know, different things that I wouldn't have had um, otherwise. Anyway, so I kind of caught y'all up to Inverness. So that was in 2013. And then in 2015, two years later, um, or 2014, I guess, we were kind of back at the drawing board with uh, Jackson with one and a half. And it's like, okay, like praying about, the, you know, the Lord continuing to build our family. And, um, you know, do we want to adopt or do we want to try, you know, have another biological child? And so um, we prayed about it. And I was still young at the time. So like, you know, if we're going to have another biological child with how much trouble we've had, like I probably need to go ahead and like do it and then, or try to see what we can do and then, you know, go from there. And so we go back to the fertility specialist and do all the, um, the medicine and all the things. And I go in to like be checked and ultrasound, like, are you ready for this procedure? And the doctor, the nurse was like, you know, yeah, you look great. You know, you have, um, I forgot all the details now of everything, but it's like, you have six follicles or whatever, like where, you know, you could, um, possibly basically you have, you could have six eggs basically. And so with the boys, I just had, I had two and got pregnant with one each time, like two, you know, um, I think that's what it is. I'm like not remembering my terminology, but anyway, all that to say, they were like, oh yeah, this will be great. Like you have greater chances of getting pregnant, you know, with six. And so anyway, but I took that as like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to have twins or triplets or something like this. You know, I don't know how I feel about this. And so I, we went home and I just felt uneasy and I can't even, I mean, no, it was the Holy Spirit now, but I like did not sleep all night. Asked my husband, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like like, what if we had multiples? Like we already have two kids. And then like, that seems like very risky. And then I don't know. I just started having all these doubts about like what we were doing. And also because I really wanted to adopt and I knew I'm like, oh my gosh, if we have triplets, my husband's like, no way going to like adopt another kid, you know? And so that really was part of my thought too, was like, oh, he's going to cut me off if I have multiples. So anyway, um, we, um, I ended up calling the doctor that next morning and they were like, at this point, I gotten to know the fertility specialists. They were so great, like friends of ours. We've been there for years. And so, you know, they were kind of like shocked because like everything looked right, you know, in my body. And it's like, you're ready for this. And like, you're probably going to get pregnant, you know, are you sure, you know, because you do all the like medicine for a month. I've done a lot to like get ready for that. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I just, um, you know, I don't think we're going to do go with it, go through with it. And so the next month um, we went to a meeting at Lifeline and that was in March. And we were told, you know, um, it takes about, you know, 18 months or so, at least maybe two years, you know, to be matched with a child. And so we're like, we better go ahead and start this process because it's going to take a while. You know, that was in March and we were matched with our little Mally in August and got her that next January. So it was like 10 months. Yeah. Crazy. Like not heard of In fact, Lifeline's like, please don't tell your story because you know, like, no one gets, no one gets kids that quick. But um, anyway, so that was um, Mally, our little blessing. So she came in um, in 2015 and while we're in China adopting her, we are in the middle of opening up our fourth location in River Chase. And we had had a fire a few months previously, like before we got Mally at our Kaba Heights location which is our hub. And that's where all of our catering goes out. And so we're in the middle, basically, of rebuilding our Cobble Heights location and opening River Chase. And um, I just remember that year, you know, really when the fire, hit, when the fire happened, you know, that was another time where we're like, oh gosh, like, I wonder if this is going to be it. Like, are we going to be able to recover from this? You know, we didn't know with insurance, and like how that was all going to work. And it being our hub of catering, you know, just kind of like, 
I wonder if we're going to be able to survive, basically. And so looking back, I mean, it, it really is a miracle that everything um, that we, you know, we're still in business after that because we did all of our catering out of our Inverness location, which is tiny compared to Cobb Heights as far as the kitchen. And I'm just like, I really, every time I tell that story, I'm like, it's like the five loaves and the bread. I'm like, I don't know, like the Lord like multiplied our space. I mean, I like, look, it kind of makes me sick to my stomach when I go in the kitchen and see like, oh my gosh, we did so much at this location. And so anyway, it really was just a miracle. And so we, after we got home with Mally, we opened our River Chase store, reopened our Cobb Heights store in fall of 2015. So, um, so yeah, so we have the three, the three kids and the three locations, three and a half kind of, because we still had our Bluff Park store. So then, um, at this point I was able to stay home with Mally for about six months. Cause we did, um, you know, c- cocooning is what we call it in the adoption world. And just was able to like bond with her. And, you know, I knew, um, just what a blessing that was that our staff at this point was, you know, amazing. And just, I did not feel like I had to be in the stores. I was able to do a lot from home. I took her with me. I have so many pictures of Mally, like sitting on the counter, like licking cupcakes when I'm baking or whatever. (laughs) So, um, she would come along for the ride a lot, but I was still at this point, just kind of taking, you know, a little bit, like I said, of a backseat of like the day-to-day operations. Anyway, then she went to Mountain Brook Community where my boys were um, that summer after she was home for a few months. And then I kind of was, you know, able to slowly kind of get back into more of being in regularly. And then um, in 2018, um, we, or 2017, I guess we signed a lease for our Homewood location, which was going to open in 2018. And um, so the big joke at this time was that every year we had a kid, we opened a new store or vice versa. Every year we opened a store, we would have a kid. And so we signed this lease and the joke with like friends and family was like, oh my gosh, y'all gonna have another kid. And we're like, no, like no more kids. You know, that's not gonna happen. Ha ha, so funny. And so um, in December of 2017, we um, got a text from an employee that we um, had been keeping their kids. It's a couple that had worked for us for many years and their kids, we would keep a lot on the weekends and we had hired them through a program in our church called Jobs for Life. And so they both kind of came from difficult backgrounds and were trying to get back on their feet. And so we kind of, you know, we got to know their family through the classes. I was a mentor in the class and then we ended up hiring them both. And um, like I said, we helped with their kids on the weekend. So we'd known the kids for many years. And then I get a text um, in 2017 that said, can our oldest son stay with y'all to finish high school? Um, She was moving to Georgia and wasn't going to be working for us anymore. And so Trey moved in with us when he was 16. And um, we opened Homewood that that a couple months later. And so, yes, people were like, oh, my gosh, like, wow, this is like freaking me out. And so I was like, no, it's freaking me out. But um, anyway, we can't have any more stores now. But uh, that um, is just, you know, a part of also our story that would not be a part of our story had we not had this business, you know. And um, just seeing all the... Um, lives the Lord has interact, you know, put interacted with ours um, because of Ashley Max, you know, that people, we just wouldn't probably know otherwise. And so just all the opportunities we had with that. And um, Trey um, lived with us for two and a half years and then went to Shelton State in Tuscaloosa. And so, but when he comes home, he comes to us and then his little brother, um, we have a lot too on the weekends. And y'all, if y'all follow my Instagram or whatever, you've probably seen him, um, both the boys in our pictures. So um, he's with us a lot too, the younger brother for 
summer break and um, vacations and things like that. And just whenever, um, whenever we can get them over. So, um, you know, so now, so the five stores and five kids, and <laughs> I don't know if we're going to put in, have any more of either, but <laughs> so, but yes, I just, when I look back at, at our story of just God's provision over and over again, and just anytime I doubted, what is, you know, what are we doing here? Or like, you know, is this, business where we're con- you know supposed to be continuing to go in and then honestly even more recently when covid hit you know it was a very very rough year i know for many 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 people and i'm um, especially for the restaurant industry and so when covid hit i do very vividly remember and um, i was in our homewood location and it was so eerie it was that day that like you know people were like not out and it was just like oh my gosh this is so freaky like what is going on you know I remember coming home and talking to my husband and us just being like what is this the end of Ashley Max you know like it's, I mean those first few weeks it's like is this gonna like are we gonna survive this people can't come into your store you know and like how long can we go with sales being down so much and so I remember just, um, obviously it was a very stressful time and remember telling my husband, you know, if like having peace that if the Lord took that away, that would be okay. Because, but just because he, you know, he had given it to us and it was, oh my gosh, like I, it's not even funny how I can't take credit for the success of Ashley Max. It's not, I mean, I really could not try, could not try to, because there's just so many things that God provided with staffing just when I'm like, oh my goodness, we're not going to be able to find anyone, you know, and then someone would literally walk in the front door. I mean, I have so many stories of just the um, provision over and over again. And so I remember just being so confident when, when COVID hit, I'm like, if this is in, then that was God's part. That was part of his story, you know, the story for Ashley Max. And so, you know, going forward, uh, you know, who knows what it will be like. And we're still in the middle of our story. So I don't know if Ashley Max is going to be, you know, here forever or what, but I am just confident that God gave us this business and it is like a true calling, like just like motherhood is, or just like going um, overseas to the mission field is like we, my husband and I both very, you know, confidently are like, this is our, you know, this is our ministry and this is what the Lord has given us to do. And um, we certainly do not do it perfectly. And we have so many people that to attribute, you know, the success to of just staff that's um, incredible and that are way smarter and better cooks than me and all the things, you know, just that God um, has provided for us. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm just excited to be able to share a little bit about um, how I was called into something that I did not think my life would look like <laughs> at all. <laughs> You know, I was talking to Ashley on the phone after we finished recording, and she made this point that I want to make sure you hear that is, you know, she discussed her infertility and she discussed the the birthing of of her business into actual restaurants. And she just said, you know, if not for the infertility, if not for the struggles that we walked through, there would be no Ashley Max today because she wanted to be a stay at home mom. That was her dream was to be a stay at home mom. And yet look at what happens when God has different plans. And how beautifully she held everything open-handedly. Because at the end, when she said, 
if the Lord takes it away during COVID last year, Mm -hmm. when everything was so tough for people that owned restaurants, you know, if the Lord takes it away, that would be okay. Her family amazes me just how loosely they held everything, how intentionally they walked with the Lord through, through everything. And their mission statement, the first line is to improve the lives of our employees. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's incredible. I, I was so inspired yeah, by them. Yeah. I love it also how she talked about the culture of grace yes, that yes. they have in their business. Yes. Wow. I wanted to hear more about that, which I think you talk about that a little bit in this. I do in Patreon. And she talks about talks about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can totally relate to just what she said about being called into something that she, she would have never thought, you know, that, that she would have ever done. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, if you would have told me that I was going to write Bible studies when I was in my 20s, I would have said, <laughs> you are out of your mind crazy. And but so, God had another plan. And so yeah. many other people. But <laughs> God had a different plan and his plan was so much better. And and it always is as we lean into him and trust him, even when, you know, the heartache that she went through of right. desperately wanting a child and people were saying, oh my gosh, look at your business. I'm so envious that you have this business and I'm so proud of you. And she's thinking, all I want is a child, Yes, you know, but... God had different plans. And what a blessing those plans were to each of us. That's I mean, right. All the meetings that we've had at Ashley Mack and oh the, the conversations, you know, it's my taking favorite place there. Salad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have gone through our favorite recipe. Can there. we pause and talk about the sour cream biscuits? <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, speaking not. of recipes. She did give us one of her recipes that if you are on Patreon, you will get, which is a chicken or so salad with Dijon vinaigrette that Yum. I said I may make That's for a dinner tonight. Summer salad. <laughs> so just a little tidbit. Hop on over to Patreon. For you, our friends it. on Patreon. <laughs> you know, one of the last things Ashley talked about is that their business is a true calling and a ministry. And so we are so thankful for her for sharing that story, for sharing her story of her ministry, which is just completely different than how you view ministry. And so I hope today that you're in encouraged by this story, that maybe there's something that you do in life that you may just think is your job when in fact it's your calling. It's in fact right where God has you. And so I just hope you're really encouraged by today. And thanks for listening. Again, you can find more of Ashley's story on Patreon. You can follow us on social media at Storytellers Lab Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.